Exciting. You ready? I am excited. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world premiere, the debut episode of the Dropouts Podcast. Thank you so much for dropping in on the Dropouts. I am HG, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. JT, to my right. Say hello to the people. What's up, what's up? Glad to be here. I'm really excited about this. Uh, Glad you could join us. Uh, We are uh, thrilled to bring you college football, college sports, NFL, NBA, college basketball you name it we've got it uh we are just we are thrilled to death to to do this i've been talking about it a long time and and it's here so we uh we're glad you could drop in with us we are here the world premiere ladies and gentlemen of the best podcast that you will ever put into your ear hashtag poet didn't know it we are also joined by a very special addition to our original cast our very own personal stat man say hello to the people stat man What's up? I know my stats slightly. He's a man of few <laughs> words also. So he will be coming into play much later down in the episode. So, again, we are the Dropouts. JT, why in the world are we called the Dropouts? Man, this is something I've, I've thought about for, for a long time. Uh, I know that, that you enjoy sports, and I enjoy sports, and, you know, our stat man, the uh, – the stat whiz over there he knows the sports pretty good uh of course he's got it honest uh, he's he's live and breathe it just like i have because he's part of me uh but no when i come across this thing man and i present it to you and it was like hey started out as kind of a hey we should do a podcast yeah that'd be fun right yeah and then little old me over here says you know i'm gonna do some research and then i got 100 percent obsessed involved (laughs) and we are in man we are chest deep um our name the dropouts not really a unique name but it is appropriate for us as i believe all three of us standing here are in fact college dropouts correct that's right definitely correct that's definitely correct (laughs) so when it comes to qualifications to broadcasting none of us have that we just simply are fans of the sport of football fans of sports in general but primarily football but also fans of podcasts. We enjoy listening to a multitude of podcasts. And by multitude, I mean mainly sports only. So we decided, like we said one day, hey, let's do this. Let's see if we can figure it out. And lo and behold, we figured it out. But that's what our podcast is going to basically be about, guys, is it's going to be college football, primarily. Right? 
We're going to talk about other sports like JT mentioned, basketball, some baseball. Um, we may even talk about the occasional soccer. Probably not. We're all going to be very biased towards UGA. That's forewarning. Yep. <laughs> Full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen, so we are all UGA fans. If you don't like that, then you probably don't want to listen to us. <laughs> now, that's not to say we are not going to talk about other teams because, of course, we are. We don't want to dominate the entire show with nothing but UGA talk, but every single episode will have UGA talk. And I will tell you that we are realists also. We will we will tell you exactly how we feel regardless whether we're talking UGA, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to tell it like it is, no matter how it is. And look, our opinions are our opinions. We're not always going to be right. We're not always going to be popular. And we are homers. There will be times where we live our lives through red and black glasses, and we refuse to accept maybe a loss or a bad performance from our resident quarterback and Jake Fromm. But whatever it is, We'll try our best to give you objective information. But like I say, we're fans of the sport. Fans of UGA, of course, that's what makes us fan of the sport. But we're going to talk about all of them. Um, as far as uh, the hosts go, you know my name. I'm HG. We got JT. And we got Statman over here. Me and JT, we go way back. Way back. How long have we known each other? Uh, I'd say probably going on uh, 15 years. Yeah. I'm glad you knew that because I didn't because I couldn't yeah, remember. But it's been a long years. time. JT has been like an older brother to me for the longest time. Uh, we hit it off right away. Probably had a lot to do with the fact um, we're both UGA fans. Uh, probably wouldn't have been as good of friends if I'd have been a Florida fan or <laughs> vice versa. But lo and behold, we have our we've, – we've had a friendship that has endured over the years. Um, and for as long as I've known JT over here, he has been a Georgia fan. In fact, I remember – Every Sunday after a UGA win in church, you would have on a UGA tie. That is correct. That's way that anybody who missed the game Saturday before knew if they won, Jason had his or JT had his uh, UGA tie on. That is affirmative. That is affirmative. All right, so a little bit more about the show before we get into the meat of our content. We've already told you what the show was about, college football with the hard UGA slant. Um we're going to be family friendly, and you're not going to hear any hard cussing. You know, we don't want to. Well, we want, try not to anyway. Yeah, you know, maybe a Sunday or whatever, a day after a hard loss, you may hear us. But we're going to try not to because we want anybody and everybody to be able to listen to this with their kids in the car or wherever it is. You, you listen to it at work if you, if you are able to do that and not have to worry about um, some expletives. The other thing, and this is without fail, we will be absolutely apolitical. No political content whatsoever. Negative. No matter how badly we want to talk about it, there's nothing that divides people more nowadays than political content, and I just I personally refuse to do it, and uh, I feel like JT feels the same way. Totally agree. Um, other thing is, right now, currently, we have no sponsors, so you will hear no advertisements. That could change in the future as the show evolves. We may get picked up by uh, some sponsors, and then that may change. We'll let you know. But as it stands right now, we have absolutely no sponsors. Um. Some of the segments we're going to do as the show progresses, and of course this will evolve, but one of the ones I'm really excited about is a segment called Tell Me What You Really Think. And here's how that works, JT. I'll come up with a topic, let's say, for example, the college football playoff. And I'll say, hey, JT, tell me what you really think about the college football playoff, and you'll tell me how you really feel. Hey, that sounds great. No holds barred. Whether it's a popular opinion or not, you tell me. 
then I'll tell you how I feel. And then you do the same thing to me. You give me a topic, I'll tell you. And I know we're not always going to agree, but that's part of the fun, right? Always. And uh, a staple for any sports radio broadcast is pits and predictions. Of course, we're going to do that. We'll do it for UGA every single week, but we'll do it for other uh, big-time matchups. We're going to try to uh, have some special guests come in and out of here. Stat man may not always be available, so we'll have an empty mic. We can fill with some other fans or some other teams. Um, and the content, of course, is going to grow as the show evolves. We'll come up with different kind of segments. Um, and one of the things I think we're going to try really hard to do, and I think it's important, is cover some local high school football and some standout players that are possibly being recruited by some D1 schools. JT is a graduate of uh, Bradwell. Bradwell. Bradwell Institute High yep. School. I come from Long County. Hinesville, Georgia. I come from Long County High School. So we'll, we'll look at that. We'll keep tabs of the uh, season, those local football seasons as they progress and talk about some of the standout players. Uh, social media, where you can find us. You can find us on Twitter. We're pretty active on Twitter. You find us at, at Podcast Dropouts. Let us know how you like the show, if you like it at all. Uh, we're also on Facebook. You can find us on all pretty much major podcast platforms we're on spotify we're on google podcast we're on apple podcast player uh stitcher podbean Castbox. we'll eventually have a youtube channel so find us subscribe to our channel and listen as we produce uh we don't really have a regular schedule yet but that may come in time so we'll keep you updated in terms of uh on social media and what we're doing all right so here's what we're going to do we're going to go ahead and start getting into the meat of our content 2018 college football season recap here's a question for both of you guys what surprised you the most about the 2018 college football season I would have to say Ohio State not getting in with one loss uh, everybody wants to say the Big Ten's the second best conference some would argue that it was the best conference them only having one loss, not getting in, them being the brand, Ohio State, that kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, Syracuse being as good as they were for the majority of the season, that kind of surprised me a little bit. But mainly Ohio State not being able to get in with uh, with the one loss. I know they gave up, what, 50, 50 point, 51 points to Maryland, something like that. Was it Purdue, too? They, was it, they, they dropped got, Purdue. They got blown out bad by Purdue. Bad loss. But that was a bad loss. That was a bad loss. I heard them a lot. Just yeah. – you know, being the brand Ohio State, that kind of surprised me. Not I can see that. Yeah, not getting in. I can see that. Um, possibly the controversy with Urban Meyer. Maybe I don't see whether it would have had anything to do with their college nah, football playoff won, spot. Won those three games without him. Yeah, I think he was pretty much coaching though on the side. He was helping Ryan Day out, I believe. No, oh, sure. but you know, I mean, hey, Ryan Day was he was in the spotlight. I mean, and it's he, his team. He did now. good. Yeah, he did. He it's did really good. Now. So we'll see. I mean, you know, he's. He's got the reins, and we'll see how it goes there. Uh, you know, and they uh, also took, you know, our uh, our backup QB. <laughs> got a shiny new quarterback. Yep, break and, in. Uh, that's right. So He's very interesting. Already the best best quarterback in the country. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> predicting Heisman Ooh, Trophy winner. Hey, hot take right out the gate. Hey, did that? we say we were going to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, so, Jay, what surprised you the most about 2018, man? Man, you know, I'm I'm super surprised that. Uh, I'm surprised UCF didn't win another national championship, to be honest with you. <laughs> another – we'll call that a lukewarm take. I don't know if that's a hot take. Hey, you know what, man? Let's, let's, let's be real about UCF. Okay, my opinion on UCF a year ago is not what it is now. 
you got to give them something. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're you know, 2017 they went undefeated. I mean, any any team that goes undefeated in college football, I mean, they're that's uh, that's pretty tough tough deal. Uh, but to call yourself national champions, you know, uh, I think that's yeah, that's just a little little far fetched in my opinion. I mean, that debacle aside, though. They go into the bowl series or a bowl game rather, and they take Auburn down. They did, they did, uh, you know, and and it's they were from the mighty SEC. Uh, you got to get them credit for that. Whether you know Auburn was there to play or not to play, they were still in the game, and uh, you just don't expect you don't you expect them up. to get yeah you don't expect them to get uh get handled like they did. That's and, exactly uh, right. And they they definitely did that. So yeah, you got to give them props for it. Yeah, and this season was more the same, undefeated all the way up until their bowl game with LSU. Mm-hmm. And many thought, myself included, them losing Mackenzie Milton would change their entire offense, and it did. It did to a certain degree. But they had a suitable backup. I can't remember the kid's name now. Forgive me for that. But they still won after Mackenzie Milton went out with the injury. Now they did lose to LSU, who basically were playing their their B game because of how many starters they had out. But yeah. UCF still made it somewhat of a game. They did make it a game. Uh, you know, had turnovers and uh yeah. it was uh it was it was it was a pretty good pretty good game. Uh you gotta gotta give him credit, man. You know, he's yeah. uh that that program is, is, is doing doing real well now. UCF uh, talk is a perfect segue into a college football playoff expansion, but we're going to save that for another date and time because that right there in and of itself is a conversation that can be controversial depending on who you're talking to. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what surprised me the most about 2018, and that was Kentucky. Yeah. They had a really strong season. No one thought, no one, I think even including uh, head coach Mark Stoops, that they were going to have the kind of run that they did. Maybe Benny Snell. Maybe he knew. But to go into Gainesville and hand Florida their first loss by Kentucky in, what, 31 years? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah something something like that. Three decades or more, it was a pretty good run. For them to be contenders for the East all the way up until they played UGA. And then, of course, UGA steamrolled them. But the point is, they were contenders. Yeah, They, they had the head-to-head against Florida. They lost a heartbreaker to Missouri. Did they lose to Missouri? They lost a heartbreaker to Missouri. Uh, no, they did. They, they, they won. They beat that's Missouri right. in I'm the sorry. last second. Missouri had yep. them. That's right. That's exactly right. I'm wrong. See, that's why we need stat man. Where were you on that one? They did lose Tennessee. <laughs> we have a TV screen with uh, ESPN on, and it's women's softball playing. So he, he was he – was his distracted. attention was elsewhere. Yeah, he was distracted. Also, uh, shout out to Jamin Davis. Hold it down for the ICI UK football. That's exactly right. That's but right. he means by ICI is Long County High School football. That's exactly why we're talking about. It. And there's another Long County High School football player who's on the roster for Georgia Tech. You know, so we got some. Uh, yeah. And also from the same area here, Richard LeCount. That's right. On UGA. Nine one two represent. That's exactly right. Tremel Walthour is another one that's coming into this class, also mm-hmm. from Liberty County. So see, we got some pretty good Nolan talent. Nolan Smith down here. from Savannah. Nolan Smith, who was at IMG, attended IMG in Bradenton, but is originally from Savannah got some good talent down here that's right all right so the national championship game everybody knows who follows football who won the game clemson tigers are again national championships twice in the past three years i was really shocked by that game and not because clemson won because i actually picked clemson to win we both did 
We both did. But I believe I said in that preview episode, it was going to be a close game. Yes. Two, three, four points. I did not expect to blow out, and boy, was we wrong. Oh, we were way off on that one. What happened? Man, you know, it, it looked it looked like to me from the from the start, Trevor Lawrence come out a little jittery, you know, had some nerves. Um, same with uh, Tua, you know, I, th- I think he come in with a little little bit of nerves, but it looked like to me, man, that 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 Clemson was just a step ahead of everything that Bama tried to do. Um, exploited the secondary, Bama secondary. They, I mean, they got just hammered by those big receivers. Um, they made plays. Justin Ross. Big, big-time receiver, man. Big-time. Re- rem- remember that name, because not only is he a big-time talent for Clemson, but George Pickens hmm. hails from the same high school as Justin Ross in Hoover, Alabama. Right? This is That's correct. And I think Justin Ross is a freshman, right? He is. Okay. So this is the second time, second recruiting cycle, in which the top receiver in Alabama did not choose – the Crimson Tide. Is that significant? I don't know. What is significant, though, is George Pickens comes from the same high school, cut from the same stock, and he did commit to UGA. Um, sorry, didn't mean to go right back to UGA. <laughs> but uh, I agree with you, man. I don't know what it was with Clemson. And there's a hot take out there, and this is somewhat controversial, but I'm going to say it anyway because I do think it has some weight, and that is Brett Venables basically used the SEC championship game as his blueprint. Yeah. On how to beat Bama. Now, I don't know how true that is. Surely he watched the tape and definitely saw something. Hey, look. Look what Jake Fromm did here on the perimeter. Look at where he was beating them. What, he had to what, what was unbelievable to me, HG, was, man, just how, how Clemson's offensive line controlled Bama's D-line. I mean, you just – they didn't hardly touch Lawrence. No, and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, it just it it just it, that blew my mind. Yeah, vice versa. Uh, Trevor Lawrence can move a whole lot better than people give him credit for. He can. He he. Oh yeah, he's, he he's got me. good feet. He's yeah, got I, good I feet. didn't give him that credit. You know, granted, I haven't watched Clemson much this season, but that was my first glimpse of Trevor Lawrence. And to be as tall and lanky as he is, yeah, he can move that pocket. But I will say, he did take some hits when they got to him. He took some big hits, but he stayed he took, in the he, pocket, man. He took man. big hits all season. Yeah, he, he played man football. He back. stayed in the pocket and delivered the ball right on right on he the only money. He missed 12 throws. Had 350 passing yards, three touchdowns. Not a single turnover. Ladies and gentlemen, stat yeah. man. Hey, that's right. That's the stat whiz right there, buddy. I didn't even ask him to look that up, guys. That come off the top <laughs> Johnny of Johnny on the spot. It was an impressive football game. Dabo Swinney is a stand-up guy. I have no problem with Clemson winning. Not that I had a problem with Bama winning. I wouldn't have. But the fact that Clemson went in there and just absolutely steamrolled. And you can you could feel the momentum shift in that first pick six. Oh, yeah. You oh, yeah. knew, oh, wow, this is going to be an interesting game. Yeah. It was, they had Tua off, and that is the key, obviously, to beating Tua. Because what did UGA do in the SEC championship pressure, game? Man. Put they a lot of pressure Tua on around. him. They knocked him around and forced Nick Saban's hand for Jalen Hurts to come in and two early <sighs> interceptions in that game. Yep. Yeah, one of those by Richard LeCount. Yeah, yeah. Another heartbreaking end of the season, yeah. though. But. Uh, Hey, UGA fans motto for the last about 10 years. <laughs> we'll, we'll get them next year. Hey, I mean, we've been on top of them for two years in a row now where we should. We are within striking distance. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right, so 
national championship game ended the way we all predicted for the most part. Just didn't happen the way we thought it would in blowout fashion. Um, early preseason rankings have dropped. You've probably seen them already, but we're going to go ahead and tell you what they are. Statman, batter up. You mean go all twenty-five? Or? This, yeah. Let's start with the. Let's start with the first ten. Tell us the first ten. Uh, one through ten is Clemson, Alabama, UGA, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Florida, Texas, Texas A&M, and LSU. Do we agree with that top ten? Man, I, you know, I'm fixing to put it out right now. And, you know, I love Rudy. <laughs> I've always rooted for Rudy. <laughs> the movie made me cry. But come on, man, why? Why put Notre Dame up there like that? I mean, it, it just that is just something that blows my mind. You remember a few minutes ago when I said that we could have an entire episode dedicated to the college football playoff? We could have an equal amount of time talking about Notre Dame. Now, if any Notre Dame fans stumble upon this podcast, you got please understand. We're not hating I on you. I don't hate your team. But I really don't like your team. Don't have a problem. Never had a problem with Notre Dame. No, he doesn't. And I can vouch for that. In private, he said it before. He, it's, he's told me before it was you the first televised college football game in the history of college football. You have to respect the undefeated schedule. Yeah. Yes, you well, that's why I said that earlier. Without question. That's why I said earlier. But you got to respect any team. We're going to save the Notre Dame trash talk for another time. Uh, the one that I have the biggest issue with, and this is my red and black show, guys, but Florida – they did blow out Michigan. They did blow out Michigan. Was Michigan overrated at that point? Mm, uh, yeah. Hey, let's give credit where credit is due. They showed up, and they played ball. They did not show up and play ball against Kentucky. They did not show up and play ball against Missouri. They did not show up and play ball against UGA, thank God. One quality win. Now, look, 10 win season is good. I'm not taking that away. But one quality win. Got blew out by Missouri. Ten win season. In the swamp. In the swamp. Ten a week after seasons. Georgia. A week after Georgia. Look, I am. I'm not going to pretend that I have any affinity for the Florida Gators. I do not. And I'll tell you when they're good. Dan Mullen has done a wonderful job thus far. But, but is he the guy? Is he the guy? Is ten, he the guy? Here's ten a stat. Win seasons got Mark Rick fired. Ten win seasons. That's got exactly Mark right. Rick fired. That's exactly right. Here's a fun stat. Dan Mullen is nine and zero oh against Kirby Smart. No, I'm sorry. 0 oh and 9. 0 oh and 9. Yes, I said that wrong. That's why. Where's that man? Dan Mullen is 0 oh and 9 against Kirby Smart. And I think the trend will continue. I hope so. For my blood pressure's sake. Todd Grantham has is never, staying. Has never given up less than 35 points to a, a Georgia led offense. Todd Grantham is also, and you may have to correct me if I'm wrong, since leaving Georgia, he's 0 oh and 4 mm-hmm. against Georgia. Yes. As soon as he left Georgia, he went to Louisville. We destroyed him in the bowl game. Yep. Twice with Mississippi State, is that right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then now with Florida. Nick Chubb had over 200 rushing yards in that bowl game. I'm not bragging. This isn't a sick brag, but it is what it is. And I think we had a backup quarterback in that game, in that bowl game. We did. Yes, we did. That was Aaron when Aaron Murray uh, towards ACL. That's exactly Correct. right. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, like I said, guys, we're UGA fans, if you can't tell. And uh, we are certainly not bandwagon fans. We have been UGA fans for, God, for how long? Look, we suffered through the Joe Cox era. You know, the Joe Cox depression, as I like to call it. Love you, Joe Cox. Yeah. Have fun in uh, Colorado State. Yeah. <coughs> All right, so while we're talking about UGA, I do want to talk about oh, – I'm sorry, let's go back. We said the top ten. What's the yeah. last 15? 
Last 15, uh, Michigan, Oregon, Washington State, UCF at 14 in the two early top 25. Syracuse is hanging in there. Uh, Washington, Penn State, Utah, Northwestern, Iowa State, Wisconsin, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Auburn, Nebraska, and Army. What surprises me, honestly, is USC not getting any love. Well, what surprises me is that Army is at 25. After an 11-win season. They should be, yeah, after an 11-win season. Look, and Missouri. taking Oklahoma to overtime. Missouri is yeah. not a, a slouch team. But Army had a better season. There's yeah. just no two ways about it. I don't understand why Army. I understand they're in the, the Nebraska is in there too. I know. And then and come on, <laughs> after a four win season, a four win season. I mean, I don't understand. This is why it's called the way too early. Obviously, this will evolve. But the point is, I don't understand what the thinking is. I'm not the guy that sits down and calculates the metrics on this. But Army at 25, I believe, is a disservice to how quality Army is right now. Mm-hmm. So Jeff Monken. Yep, Jeff Munkin, come from Georgia State or Georgia Southern. I don't know. We'll see how that evolves. We'll see how that all plays out. I believe the top ten is pretty solid with a couple of questions. Five five of the top ten teams are SEC teams. Texas A&M is getting some major love. And they should. They're putting a lot of faith in Jimbo. Yeah, they are. But, you know, look what Jimbo did. Love him or hate him. What, a number three recruiting class? Yeah, love him or hate him. He did wonderful things for Florida State, and as soon as he left, as soon as his shoes crossed that threshold, he immediately went in the toilet. Five and seven. Yep. And it was, and that's a that was those five wins. And it it's not like he left them with empty cupboards. That's exactly right. He, he had, had a number one talent. recruiting class in 2016. Cam Akers, you remember Cam Akers? Highly recruited by yes, UGA. We yes. weren't any bad. His talent is being wasted right now under that system. Now we got to give, we got to be fair. Got to give Willie Taggart, who got some pretty good quality recruits in 2019, may do better 2020. But again, I will go back to this. We talked about Dan Mullen being the man for Florida. Is Willie Taggart the man for Florida State? You know who I think is the man for the most Southern football team in Florida? I think Manny Diaz. I, yeah, I think I think he's uh, I think he's really going to. Got Tate he's, Martell. Coming he's going to. Martel. Yeah, Look, he's, he's going to be a problem U back, for UGA and how we because we recruit well in South Florida. Yeah, we recruit really well. Cornerbacks in particular. Cornerbacks in particular. Tyreek Stevenson being one, Tyson a major Campbell. one. Tyson Campbell. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, DeAndre Baker came from South Florida. He, Baker, did. he was right? a three star. He was a three star. Yes. Who is now going to be a round area. one draft pick? D. Top Baker. ten. Should so be. I think Manny Diaz is doing a lot down South Florida. Okay. Hashtag bonus. Two thousand or nineteen. Bold prediction. I really believe he's going to lock down South Florida. He's going to make it harder, way harder for Florida State to recruit, way harder for Florida to recruit. Uh, UCF even is recruiting pretty well. Okay. 2019 UGA schedule. Statman, pull that up for us. You got it up? 2019 UGA schedule. Yep. I can tell you the first four games while he's pulling that up. I think I can. I may be out of order. I do know we start the season in Nashville, Tennessee versus Vanderbilt. This this yeah. season is going to be good. I'm tired of these cupcakes, man. We've only got two, man. Murray State. I know, but they're there. But we get them out the way. Weeks two and hey. three, they're done. The racers, man. Because Murray on. State week two. If Jay Morant is not playing football, then they're. <laughs> is Murray State week two? Is that right? Yes. Okay, and so that means Arkansas State. Arkansas State is week three, and then okay. you got the big one. We got week four. Week the four. The Domers. 
Notre Dame rolls into Athens the same way we rolled into South Bend in 2017. It will not be a way. Domer takeover. Listen, I don't, I, don't <laughs> way. I, don't, I don't think our season ticket holders are going to sell tickets. No. It will not be a Domer takeover, I promise you. I'll tell you this, too. I don't believe it's going to be a 2019 win either. That was the final score of the 2006. Wasn't that the final score? 2019. Yes, 2019. It was. I don't think it's going to be that close. No. I think UGA will handle that game. Bold prediction, I guess. Get filling you full of bonuses. Speaking of Notre Dame, going with UCF kind of ties. They got Brandon Wimbush to replace Mackenzie Milton until he gets healthy. That is correct. He'll get a medical red shirt and come back in 2020. I think you're right. Yeah. Brandon Wimbush, you know what I remember most about him? is after the dust settled, after the Georgia win over Notre Dame, he said that he has never faced a defense that fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's uh, that showed. And listen, that <laughs> 2017 defense was great. I mean, Pretty Roquan sure Smith. He still might have nightmares about Davin Bellamy and Lorenzo <laughs> Carter. And yeah, so th- those were the guys that were the, the bedrock of our defense. Lorenzo Carter, Davin Bellamy, Roquan Smith. But this defense Georgia has coming in, which we'll talk about here in a little bit about the recruit class. It's going to be one of the best, if not the best, defenses UGA has ever produced. But let's just go past week four. What's week five? Week five is Tennessee. The big orange. Look, guys. They're fans. They're fans. Yeah. Hey. They They got Chaney, man. They got Chaney. The offensive guru. Can have him. (laughs) (laughs) And they paid him big money, too. There's no denying Jimmy Pruitt is actually doing really good on the recruiting trail. Very good. Big pickup for them. It's yes. easy to sell the University of Georgia brand, though. Big pickup, in is. my opinion. Look at being a Georgia fan. Derek Ansley. I know. Good Derek hire. Derek Ansley was a very huge, good hire. Huge, great hire. huge, huge right. hire. And my, my question here is this. Did Georgia pursue Derek Ansley, or was he just a name that come up because he should have been pursued by UGA? Because if we couldn't get him, I wonder why. But I'm starting to wonder, did we even actually consider him? I don't think so, to be honest. I don't think so either, because I feel like if we had – Message boards showed no signs of him being offered a job or even talked to. Him. His name was mentioned, but I don't think we ever really pursued. I him. think his name was mentioned because we had that open spot and we're someone they thought we should be pursuing. But Kirby Smart, as we all know, and really don't like a lot of times, he plays things really quietly at his pace, really close to the chest. He knew who he wanted. He went after who he wanted. I'm satisfied with who we got. Definitely. But a but a knockout hire for Jeremy Pruitt. Really knock out higher, but Definitely. top top notch recruiter. Jeremy Pruitt was a, is. is a former defensive coordinator for Georgia. Jim Chaney, former offensive coordinator for Georgia. Kevin Schur was on Georgia staff. Linebackers coach. Yeah, so he got demoted though. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I do expect a little more competition from Tennessee. Although we did take their tight end Eli Wolf, big addition to our tight end room. Oh yeah, he will be a huge addition, I believe. I expect Tennessee to have a better season this year. I really do. I s- still don't think we're going to hear Rocky Top a whole lot. No, Athens. I don't think so either. Do we play – is that at home or is that in Knoxville? No, that's in Knoxville. It's in Knoxville. Yeah. I'll take that. So, pretty much after Notre Dame, it looks like we're all we rolling nothing but SEC play. Yeah, it's, a, it's a pretty good gun yeah, after good Notre Dame. It's Who's it's after Tennessee? It, you got South Carolina, Kentucky, then Florida, then Missouri, then the two West teams, yep. and then Tech. The two West teams, obviously, one is Auburn, annual rivalry, but then Texas A&M at home, thank goodness, in Athens. Yeah, what oh, wow. to do with the 12th man? That, well, look, that game's got me a little nervous, and uh, that game's on my birthday, heads up, for anybody who wants to buy me a birthday present. <laughs> um, that's going to be a tough game. I mean, mm-hmm. I, look, and here's the thing, too, about, about these 
we look at these. It's February. We're looking at the schedule. Doesn't start till August. A lot of times, and 2018 is a perfect example of this. You look at a schedule and say, like, "Wow, that's really not that good of a schedule." But then a team like Kentucky, who shows up on a lot of people's schedules, has the style of season they have, and they're like, oh wow! All of a sudden, that schedule looks a lot better. But then the opposite is true too. They, like, oh, that's a tough schedule. Well, Texas A&M, who has to play Clemson this year again, they may not be everything we think they are. So they may struggle. And what uh, stat man? What <clears throat> do you remember where Kentucky was in recruiting? They were not in the top twenty-five. I'm pretty positive. No, I think the they 25. were number. I believe they were rated one above Vanderbilt in the SEC rankings. Is that right? Number thirteen. Vanderbilt was rated. Dead, dead last, fourteenth. I think Kentucky was at thirteenth. They did not recruit well. It's going to be it's going to be tough for them, man, to to continue, especially what they had last year. Uh, it's like it's like Vanderbilt. They're good every three or four years. They give yeah. some teams some trouble in between then, but they just uh, it's hard to sell Kentucky. I just I just like Mark Stoops, man. I really, I, I have he's a, a likable guy. I right? have a lot of respect it's, for him. I do too. He's the kind of guy that you want to go camping with, climbing the, you know. Captain's chair in the RV. Yeah. Go yeah. camping for three or four days. Talk football. <laughs> Talk football. Yeah. I think Texas A&M will go 9-3 or 10-2 this year. How about you? What's the chances of UGA taking home a win against them? You got that rated pretty high? I think that's a lock. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Another bold prediction. That's going to be a good game. In it Athens. Really in Athens. That could possibly, possibly. Don't know for sure because, you know, like I said, this is early. We don't know for sure. That could be a night game in Athens. Well, it definitely should be I a night game. I expect it to be just Italy, like I expect Notre Dame to be a night game. To be honest, yeah. it'll probably be a 3.30 game, but it should be a night game. Yeah. But Texas A&M has Alabama and Auburn at home this year. So Tough schedule. Tough yeah. Schedule. That's they do go on the road to play Clemson, so, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting them to take that loss. But Who else is the – who else are you predicting to lose to? Texas A&M? Well, it definitely us and Clemson. So you think I, I you think they'll be you think they'll be Bama? I'm not saying they'll definitely be Bama. I'm saying <laughs> I'll go ahead. And come say on, bold prediction now. Bold I'll go prediction. ahead and say it right now. They won't be Bama. They won't get. Yeah, it. I don't. I don't. I don't. I think, think so. them being at home with 101,000 fans, and you know, guys dressed in white swaying back and forth, yeah. that's a pretty good chance. Yeah. Here's another bold prediction. Then um, LSU will beat Bama this season, regular season. Write it down. It's a big with Joe big Burrow at quarterback. Man. Write it down, fellas. Big prediction. Joe Burrow hey, this is on record right here. I can't go back. LSU will beat Bama. That'll be their one and doing, only. Are we doing both predictions right now? No, but okay. yes, sort of. I guess. Did they? They lost Brissett, didn't they? I don't know. I haven't followed Was LSU. He really that good though. You know what? Well, all they need, guys. All they need is Ed O. All they need is Ed Orgeron. That's all oh, they need. Oh man. That's uh bold prediction, that's what it is. It's supposed to be controversial and fun. They're so are they they're not playing in Death Valley though, are they? No, they're playing in Tuscaloosa. They're playing in Tuscaloosa. <sighs> that's why it makes it even better. That's Man. why it's even more bold. Man. Bold as a shirtless Edo on a crisp January morning in if the If he swamp. can coach a shirt or a a game shirtless, I would pay money to I would pay that. money to go watch Look, that. Look, this is the same guy that I know for a fact goes out into the swamp and just deadlifts dead trees. Shirtless in January. Yeah. So and probably eats raw gator. That's probably where he takes his recruits on visits. Edo, take them down. Bold prediction. I'll remember that. Two thousand nineteen. Write it down. Are we doing bold predictions now? 
No, we'll, we'll, no we're, we'll we're, we're going to get to that, we'll that but okay. we, we wanted HG to have his That was a little there. sidebar. Okay. Another sidebar, University of Kentucky takes down the number one team in college basketball right now. Big win over Tennessee last night. Tennessee was never the number one team in the country. Tennessee finally faced a credible yes, opponent. And yes, You're not telling me. Showed. We're all, all three Duke fans, right? I am Yes, I am a casual Duke fan on account of my grandmother. I do, however, root more for Georgia Bulldogs. Okay. But I do well, follow Duke because I like good basketball. So I'm a that's hard Duke fan. Yeah. I'm pretty sure JT is too. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty yeah, hard I was, Duke. Yeah. You can't, but you I love, can't, love you my Bulldogs too. You can't tell me that Duke was not the number one team in the country all season long. No, they have been. That game they played against, I believe it was a Virginia, where uh, Zion Williamson had that insane block in the wings. Where he jumped from like the other side of the court. He yeah. covered like 15 feet in a I don't in, think in he's leap. landed yet. Yeah. That's how high he jumped. Yeah. Anyway, he, he actually jumped out of the arena, I believe. 2019 UGA schedule shaping up to be really good. If they perform well, this is the schedule that will get them undeniably into the college football playoff. If they perform well, even if they take a loss somewhere in that, that should still be a lock. All right. I, just, I don't see a loss. I don't see a loss either. But I'm saying hypothetically, does this team again should be head and shoulders above what 2018 was? All right, so. What are we excited about 2019 for football season in general and for UGA? Nolan Smith. And Nolan Zemir White. Smith and Zamir White, yes. Zeus. Man, I'm excited about uh Jeremiah Holloman. I mean, really came out <coughs> really came out last season. Um, you know, as it was a great target for, for Fromm. Um uh, not sure what stats he had. Uh, I just know that Man, we needed to catch. Holloman was the guy to go to. Uh, I know we're gonna miss we're gonna miss Hardman for sure. Speed, uh, but I will say that I'm excited to see Blaylock also um, lining up in the sl- uh, slot position. Absolutely. You know, I mean, mismatch for linebackers completely. You Our know wide mean? receiver room got exponentially better. Uh, Pickens, I mean. Yeah, I don't know if, if we can get him on campus. Yeah, I mean, I, it'll there. happen. He'll be there. I, I don't think I don't think that that we uh, we'd have worked as hard to get him if Kirby didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, or if Bagman couldn't get somebody to fix his grades. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go down that route. No, <laughs> but, no, no. Yeah, no. look, what you're saying is correct, JJ Holloman. Easily became my favorite receiver last year. Yeah. He played – I mean, Miko Hardman started out the season so strong, and they kind of tapered off, and then here comes J.J. Holloman. He but only had – seems like a lot more. He only had 418 receiving yards. Yeah. But those those 418 receiving yards were, like, Massive. dynamic, they massively were. key catches. Yeah. They were. Yep. Um, another guy I'm really excited about, and this you know, ends up being a lot about wide receivers, but Dominant Blaylock, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But Tyler Simmons, too. Tyler, Tyler Simmons, Simmons, yes. Is a, is yes. a huge weapon. And he's um, still onside. We still got D-Rob. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was onside. Yeah, he we was. still got D-Rob, so it remains to be seen what his actual contributions are going to be. But even if you take him out of the equation, take George Pickens out of the equation, we still got a lot of really good wide receivers to throw to. Matt Landers is still there. Still got, like Tommy we said, Bush. Yeah. Tommy Bush. Yeah. yeah. So we got some quality right Average receiver. receiver height right now is 6'2 on the roster. Yeah. There's not a receiver under six foot. I'm, you know, and you mentioned Matt Landers. I'm really – the coach has been real high on him, you know, especially last last spring they were talking about, you know, what a beast he was and, you know, how they were excited to see him. It just didn't 
didn't get much of the field. Uh, I'm 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 excited to see him. Also, uh, I really want to see him out there to see see what he can do. Uh, you know, that's that's all I've heard is is he's he's big, physical. Uh, you know, I'm just I want to see him out there. Um, I feel like UGA is going to have two Heisman candidates this year between Jake Fromm and DeAndre Swift. Uh, DeAndre UGA Swift. running back will never win Heisman. This will be the year that breaks, I hope. I really hope because DeAndre Swift has the capability. But we'll see. Um, just, we share the the ball too well. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good thing, though, because we do have Zeus. We still have James Cook, Kenny McIntosh. Kenny McIntosh don't sleep in. on him. He, yeah. He's actually a really good back. Really excited to see what Coley can do with this offense. I am, too. If Brian Arian. Yeah, Brian Harry. Only guy that really produced anything in the Sugar Bowl. We're not going to talk about that either, by the way. Yeah. Um, That was a flop. But Georgia's defense. I'm going to read this off for a minute, guys. This is the 2019 signees. Now, this is is without the returning starters that we have on defense. Trayvon Walker, five-star defensive tackle, right? Of course, we talked about George Pickens, Dominic Blaylock. But we got Bill Norton, four-star defensive end. Um, Oh, we can talk about this guy, Makaya Tong. Yeah. Who's an athlete, but was going to end up being a receiver. Uh, Xavier Truss is an offensive line. Zion L- uh, Logue, is that how we say his name? Four star defensive tackle. Then you got Timon Mitchell, Timon Mitchell, who's a three star defensive tackle. And here's where he gets really cool. You've already mentioned him, Nolan Smith. Mm-hmm. This kid's lights out. You talk about our pass rush. We're going to couple him with Jermaine Johnson, four star outside linebacker, Jermaine number Johnson. one Juco player of the country. Watch out. The pass rush for UGA will not be something that we talk about as a deficiency this year. Guaranteed. Can't forget about Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean, five-star Straight inside linebacker. Missile. 390 total career tackles. This Man, kid right here is lights out. If you if you go watch his 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 video, I mean, golly. And that on top of the linebacker we already have. 220 yeah. solo tackles Yep. for Nicobe Dean. What's some of the other linebackers? Monty Rice. Monty, Monty Rice. Adam Anderson. Right? Yep. Uh, Aziz Ojolari. Already a super talented linebacker room, just got even better. Four-star cornerback who's actually ended up being a five-star, Mr. Tyreek Stevenson from South Florida. Here's another guy I'm really excited about, Lewis Seen. Mm-hmm. Lewis yeah. Sine, however you say his name. Another four-star linebacker, Ryan Davis out of Apopka, Florida. Then you got Tresman Marshall, another four-star linebacker. Another guy we're forgetting in the running back room is James Cook. James Cook, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see what he's going to do, too. Um Warren McClendon beefs up our offensive line, offensive tackle. Then you got uh, Rylan Godey is a four-star tight end. DJ Daniel, another JUCO player. I think he was the number six JUCO player in the country. He's number a four-star. Number one cornerback, I'm pretty yeah. sure. We flipped him from uh, South, South Carolina, Carolina South late Carolina. in the game in the early signing day. Uh, here's a name that I'm really excited about, and I don't know why, but Dwan Mathis. I think he's going to be our QB, too. He's got a lot of football IQ, high, very high football IQ. He's also got a very humble, hey, I'm coming in here to learn from Jake Fromm. I'm here to learn the system and learn how to be a UGA quarterback. Mm -hmm. He does not expect to come in and take the job right away. I appreciate that. He understands he's got a lot to learn, and he's coming in to do that. Probably won't be upset with his hand in the ball off a couple times again. Probably won't be. That's our bread and butter, guys. I mean, that's that's what UGA does, right? That's right. All right. So, we've talked about the uh, UGA football schedule talked about the the incoming players, the returning players we're excited about. Here's some of the other cool games, I think, that are, are on tap for 2019. And the very first game of the season, and I think is an interesting one, is Miami and University of Florida in Orlando. 
August 31st. I think that's going to be a good game. Now, it's too early for me to say who's going to win or not. I can tell you who I want to win, and it's not Florida. <laughs> Anybody but Florida. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also on uh, August 31st, same day, South Carolina versus North Carolina. Why is this not an annual game? I don't know. I you mean, would it should be. be. Yeah, you would think that would be an annual game. Yeah. I think that's going to be a good one. It's a very boring matchup. Well, <laughs> Carolina. North Carolina's got a new coach now, Mac Brown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the Mac. Matt. Matt coming Brown. back. He is back, and he's in Charlotte. It's a good job for him. It's a good job for him. I he think he's going to be great. what, 8-4, and 7-5. That's, yeah. a, that's a win for him. Yep, this game's in Charlotte. Uh, here's another good one. that I th- I'm really going to tune into this one. Also on the 31st, Auburn and Oregon in Arlington, Texas. Oregon wins in a blowout. I think so, too. I think so, too. Oregon. Justin Herbert back. Yeah, I, I just don't think uh, – Gus Malzahn hasn't quite figured it out yet. He's got a good quarterback coming in, Bo Nix. Yeah. But he missed out on George Pickens. I will say no one will ever do what they did in 2017 to beat two number one teams in the same season. That, yeah. No one will ever do that ever again. Unless you're Auburn. Unless you're Auburn. Yeah, unless you're Auburn. The very next week, September 7th, you have Texas A&M. They're going into Death Valley to face Clemson. That's going to be a good one. I think, personally, it's going to be about the same it was in 2018 with Clemson still coming out on top in a close one. Yeah. Um, same day, LSU at Texas. That's going to be a good game. Super physical game. Is it weird that I'm rooting for Texas? It's not weird because okay. I would rather see Texas win because let me tell you something. Sam Ellinger made me a fan out of him. That's Sam Ellinger, yeah, definitely. Uh, I have no, no offense – Texas fans, don't take offense to this. But, man, y'all just went absolutely just nuts when y'all beat us. and Slightly reminded me of UCF. Yeah, in a sense. Put that out there. I mean, yeah, you played Georgia. Yeah, we went to the national championship the year before. And y'all played a good game. You beat us. You know, hats off to you all. But, hey, yeah, I mean, they got us, man. But come on. I mean, don't, don't think that you're – quite on our level yet i mean you you play good you you got you got good receivers your your quarterback is straight up physical i mean downhill runner uh give props to their defense too yeah their defense played well Um, fast and physical but yeah just uh, don't 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 expect that again uh if you if you happen to play us, uh, so I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. But hey, you know, congratulations, props to the Longhorns, hook them. Hook them horns. All right. So September 14th, Boomer Sooner rolls into California to take on UCLA, fully equipped with five-star wide receiver Jaden Hazelwood. I'm actually really excited to see how he does. I think he's going to have a good career there. Jalen Hurts be their quarterback. Jalen Hurts, yep. but newly minted quarterback at Oklahoma. Got experience for sure. I'm really excited to see how this plays out for Oklahoma. I really am. How cool would it be? Not at the expense of UGA, obviously, but let's just say the top four included an Alabama, a Clemson, a UGA, and an Oklahoma. And Oklahoma had to face Bama in the very first round. How awesome (laughs) would that be? And who would you pull for? Oklahoma, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Hey, give Jalen Hurts props, man. He stuck it out as best he could. 
He's he's the reason that they they got into the playoff this and year. And could it possibly be that Lincoln Riley will produce yet another Heisman winning quarterback that was a transfer? It's possible. It's a very very good possibility. High possibility, right? Yep, very good possibility. The interesting storyline to follow. Yeah. Uh, here's another an another question in that game: Is UCLA going to do anything at all this season? Uh, rhymes with no. I don't. I never have high expectations for anybody in the West Coast, short of Oregon and Washington and Washington State. Chip Kelly's gonna have to do some work. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, September twenty first, we already talked about Notre Dame going into Athens to face UGA. November twenty third, A and M goes to see UGA in Athens. Uh, then of course you got your other annual rivalries: Ohio State versus Michigan, uh, Oklahoma versus Texas. Um, really excited, kind of um, uh, along with Jerry, our stat man here about uh, what Justin Fields is going to do in that conference. I think he's going to have a good season. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if he goes in there and and gets his mind right, like he's supposed to. Yep. We, he has uh, been he's, declared he's got capabilities. eligible. He has been declared eligible. Everybody he's, gave Tate Martell so much crap for leaving after he invited competition, but now he's looking very smart. Because I guarantee you that job was just – promised oh yeah there's 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 no it's doubt clear and unequivocal that it was promised to before he even got on campus That's before exactly he right. announced you know that hey. he was at ohio state he was front row at a basketball oh game. they lied to Dwayne mathis i don't or know about mathis i don't know about that but what i do know is ryan day had how many years of exposure to tate martell he sees something in justin fields that tate martell did not have does not have so that's probably why I don't think it's reading defenses. I don't think it's reading no. defenses. Well, that's for another day. But that's a good segue into our bold predictions for 2019 as we get ready to close out the show. Do you want me to go first, or would you like to go first? Hashtag heads up. You're not going to like mine. You we'll really we'll, we'll go. We'll go with. We'll go with yours first, since okay. I'm not going to like it. And we'll right. we'll 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 see what we uh, see My what we come up with. HG's bold prediction for 2019 is Justin Fields will be a Heisman Trophy finalist. Yeah, I'm not liking that. <laughs> I didn't think you would. I didn't think Does he would. win or is he just a finalist? Right now, I'm not prepared to say if he wins or not. I am saying it, there's no doubt in my mind he will be a Heisman Trophy finalist. I mean, Dwayne Haskins was too. So, Yes, he was. He did throw 50 touchdowns. He did. It remains but to be seen what Justin Fields is actually going to do on the field, how he adjusts. We can all agree that Ohio State, the conference they're in, they don't believe in defense as much, and I think that serves Justin Fields well. Another thing, I don't think people are appreciating how good Dwayne Haskins was. He was very good. He threw 50 touchdowns yeah. in a 12-game season. And smote Michigan. Yeah. Yep. He was good. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. The toughest defense Justin Fields will face will be Michigan. Yeah. But so far, Jim Harbaugh has not been able to solve Ohio State. He has not. He's not been able to solve and Urban I, Meyer. I, he hasn't no. been to solve him, but Ryan Day, his new is his system now. I don't think you're going to see that much of a difference in regards to offensive uh, philosophy because he's basically got the same Dwayne Haskins uh, type quarterback, maybe with an even better arm, but maybe not with quite as high of a football IQ. Remains to be seen. But I stand by my prediction he will be a Heisman Trophy finalist. You heard it here first. Hey, I I respect your bold prediction. Uh, My bold prediction, uh, not being a homer, but – Georgia will win the national championship for the yeah, first no time hump. since 1980. I this is like it. this is the year that everybody 
all the, the Georgia fans have predicted. Nobody expected us to be where we were last year. Nope. Or this year. So I agree with that. I like it. I'm on board. Yes. I dig it. I, I mean we've we've got all the pieces. Uh and uh I really although our defense is still I mean, we're gonna be a little bit young in some, some areas, but we're gonna be super fast, very athletic, very physical. We've got our pieces in the backfield. We've got our quarterback. Biggest thing with everything else, just like anything else, got to stay healthy. Got to stay healthy. We have a super young coaching staff. I mean, Kirby Smart himself is young. But Dan Lannon and uh, Glenn Schumann now sharing co-defensive coordinator spot. James Coley, who was highly sought after. Mm-hmm. I believe he even turned down Jimbo Fisher last season mm-hmm. as to be an OC at Texas A&M to stay on as quarterback's coach. Turned down an interview from the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Yep. So – Something's a brewing in Athens, and I hope it turns into a national championship. I like the prediction. I'm on board. Yep. Statman, hit me with one, man. Pac-12 team gets in to the playoff Ooh. over a Big Ten team. Hey. Now that is bold because that hasn't happened yet. Has there been a Pac-12 represented in the college football playoff yet? UW. UW was. UW was. Okay. And who are you predicting this? UW. UW. Really? I think Easton. You, takes you think Easton's going to take them, huh? Interesting. I like it because I I I, I do want Jacob Eason to have a measure. I'm a of big success. Eason fan, man. Yeah, I, I really want him am. To have a measure of success, and I do expect Washington's defense to be a lot better this year. Yeah, and it's possible, being Justin Fields being your prediction that Eason is also in New York at the end of the season. It's possible. So is that a dual prediction? I'm hearing. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Statman, ladies and gentlemen, is non-committal on a lot of things. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we got our bowl predictions out the way. I like mine. I know you don't, Jay, but it's mine. So stay off of it. I, I like my bowl prediction, along with a lot of other fans. <laughs> <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Well, we're going to start closing out the show, guys. We really appreciate you dropping in on the dropouts. We appreciate the time you've given us to listen to us. Check us out in the future. Again, check us out on Twitter, Facebook. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. I'm HG. Love and light. God bless. Say bye to the people. God bless everybody. Y'all have a great time. Y'all come back and uh, listen to us. We're uh, we're excited about this thing and really want it to take off. So uh, help us out. Peace out. Go dogs. <laughs>